0: Hey there, it's Vashti Sarah. Welcome back to Post Blog. If this is your first time listening, go ahead and hit the subscribe button, like button, follow button, share button, all the buttons to stay connected with the Post Blog podcast. And for those of you who this is not your first time, welcome back. All right, so we are driving back from Houston. We are 47 minutes out from being home, and we decided let's just record a podcast and give a couple of relationship advice not super long drawn out but just stuff that we are currently thinking about and stuff that we're noticing so yeah jared what do you got to say
1: all right something that's been on my heart is when you're married or even a relationship whatever type of relationship if someone does you wrong just one time a lot of times it's not worth it to scold them or make it a big deal just let it pass you don't have to say anything because otherwise if you point out or find something there's going to be so many things about your spouse significant other that you're going to want to be like man i wish they didn't do that but if it's truly not affecting you let it go pick and choose your battles goes along with this choose the main ones that you really just cannot continue to do you cannot live that way and bring those up and talk about it with them in a respectful thing don't don't try to fix it in the moment and blow up at your spouse or significant other. Take some time to be like, hey, earlier when you did this, it made me feel like this. It really means a lot to me if we didn't do that. But again, pick and choose because if you do that with everything, you're going to spend your whole life, spinning your wheels pointing out everything that your significant other did that you didn't like and it's not going to go over well with them. It's just going to create strife and bitterness between the two of you so that's really important for a relationship relationship to learn because it's two people coming together and you're not going to fit perfectly and you'll have to learn to fit perfectly
0: yeah i think that's pretty spot on and i feel like as females we have such a hard time holding our tongue we like to point out every single thing that our husband isn't doing right and i think that's why the culture is the way it is today on instagram while it might be funny um, and lighthearted humor, at the same time, a lot of humor, or a lot of the times, some jokes or most jokes have a hidden truth in it. And the jokes on Instagram showing, you know, the husband doesn't take out the trash or leaves all the cabinets open or, you know, those funny looking ones, all you're doing is just making your husband feel more worse about themselves. And it also reveals the heart about females, how we're so nitpicky about every single thing. And, you know, I'm speaking or I'm preaching to the choir here. I've had to learn to just choose my battles and let certain things go and be like, you know what? I have a great husband. You know, if I keep nitpicking at everything, it's only going to keep causing arguments and he'll feel insecure about himself. He doesn't do that to me. So why in the world am I doing that to him? You know? Do unto others as you would want them to do onto you. Now, if your husband is doing it, then maybe you guys should have a conversation and be like, hey, you know, let's let's talk through this. Let's quit picking at each other about every little thing. So, yeah, baby. I have
1: two things I want to add on to that if you were done.
0: Yeah, go for it.
1: So the first one is you don't want to be known as controlling. So if you're a girl. The last thing you want is a man that's controlling you and controlling every step of the way during the relationship. That's a big thing. That you know, big red flag when you're dating, watch out for controlling men if you're a woman. And you've got to reevaluate yourself sometimes once you're married because too often I see friends that have controlling wives but they don't realize that they're controlling. Mm-hmm. They don't realize that they're nitpicking everything it has to be done their way. And that's one of the biggest red flags in dating. It's still a red flag in marriage.
0: Okay. So I wanted to jump back a little bit more on the social media side of things, because one thing I'd like for women to do I'd like for I mean not necessarily a movement or anything but just more of a culture shift a culture change while it is funny to banter with your spouse and laugh and have joke with jokes with each other I feel like there needs to be a shift from our society to remove the idea that making fun of your spouse is okay because it really mm, isn't okay You know i've had to watch myself in even the the reels that i send my husband i had to think why am i sending this a lot of the times the reason why we send a reel to our spouse is because we're trying to send them a message oh you do this or you do that which you know that's great you're trying to convey something but how about just being honest with your spouse hey i've asked you 20 times to take out the trash please just let it be let it be five times or maybe his response would be yeah honey you asked me to take out the trash but two minutes later you get you start fuming because i didn't immediately get up so you guys have to meet in the middle make a deal and meet in the middle yeah it's not a partnership kind of thing but communication is key something that my husband told me and he you know he pointed out vashti you asked me to take out the trash but i'm not going to get up the very second just as you don't get up the very second to cater to something that i need to do So you just give it a couple minutes, keep doing the dishes, keep doing what you're doing. Trust me, I'll get to it. And then if I don't get to it, you have all right to nag me and be like, honey, take the trash out or whatever it may be. But move away from that culture or at least strive to move away from that culture where we think it's okay to degrade or make fun or pick on our spouse. Because honestly, all you're doing is just creating animosity between each other and you're also encouraging others to make fun of your spouse and that is never
1: okay. I think one of the most honorable things that you can do if you're married is protect your spouse at all costs even if you agree with what's being said about them or whatever in public you put a shield of protection around your spouse no matter what and you are to defend them at all costs. Yeah. You're just to defend their name and they are and that's your spouse that's the person that has your back yeah so one of the biggest things is if anyone says anything negative about them uh, you have to be there for them you have to block that you have to be like no that's not how it is yeah or don't say that about my husband or wife or whoever Um,
0: and the moment you create or the moment you open that door of making others feel like it's okay to joke about your spouse the more they'll feel like they have permission to do so. So don't even open that door in the first place. Don't pick on your spouse in public and use that as a teaching lesson or a moment to bring up an issue that you've internally were, you know, struggling with or, you know, that silent animosity because your husband husband didn't do x y z, you know, you talk about that in private. Have conversation. Don't use public settings or public moments to teach your spouse a lesson or to bring up an important conversation or resolve a conflict. That's not the place, that's not the time. Anyway, so number two, something that I have learned in marriage and I feel like is important, it's shield your spouse. Shield your spouse as much as possible because there will be men that try to flirt with your wife and there will be women that try to flirt or flirt sorry with your husband and there honestly there will be men that try to flirt with your husband and women that try to flirt with your wife shield your spouse all the time something that my husband and I we have a rule yes we're newly married but we have a rule I'm never allowed to drive alone in a car with another man. That's And it's not even allow. You are being accountable to your spouse. So remove allow from that entire narrative. I'm not going to drive alone with a spouse. That's my choice. And Jared will not drive alone with a female. Sorry. I won't drive alone with a male. He won't drive alone with a female. And that's creating just that trust between the two of us and accountability with each other because we live in crazy times, crazy things happen, crazy things can be said that doesn't even happen. So just protecting each other and not just that, when you're in public and you see someone flirting with your spouse, you have all right to step up and claim your husband or claim your wife and do that. Something that Jared does that I love is when I'm feeling a little bit insecure When I'm in a setting where someone's clearly flirting with my husband, he puts his back or he puts his hand behind my back and he shows authority and dominance. You're not messing with me. You're not messing with my wife. You know, just making sure I feel secure. So my biggest thing, protect your spouse. I mean, I
1: don't only just do that. Sometimes I'll slap your butt and just, (laughs) that's how it is. Come at me, bro.
0: Yeah, sometimes he'll slap my booty. And I do that with him, too. I make sure that I claim dominance because sometimes I see women flirting with my husband. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. This, he is mine. This is reserved. Nice try, but no. I'm flattered that you think my husband is dropped it gorgeous because I think that, too. But...
1: In a masculine way. In
0: a masculine way. But...
1: Not a fairy.
0: Yes. But... I'm sorry, his reserved. He's reserved. You don't. know you don't. You're not gonna have him. Um, and another thing, we don't really have. Like I don't have male friends. He doesn't have female friends. Like he's actively texting a female besides me. That that's not a thing. Same with me. The only crazy part is I work with a lot of males, so I have to be conscientious, and I make Jared aware hey, I have to text so-and-so about blah, blah, blah. Or today, I texted so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. And no, it's not a, he's my parent. It's a, I'm being accountable to him. He understands what's going on. And also, if Jared ever picks up my phone for whatever reason, because it's not like we search through each other's phones, but if he ever picks up my phone and he sees that I text John Doe, he's not going to be like, why in the world were you texting John about blah, blah, blah? You know, I don't have to be like, oh, I'm so sorry, it was a work-related thing, and blah, 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 blah and you know, it's that's just super suspicious. Oh, hey, by the way, I had sex with John today because we needed more water in the office. Done. You know, just clearing the air up in front, and so your spouse never feels insecure because your priority is your spouse. It's not that you're being a parent to each other. That's not it. And if you have a problem with accountability, if you have a problem with even being transparent like that, then maybe you shouldn't even be married. That's, that's just my thought, but anyways.
1: If you felt insecure or you felt jealous, that's normal, right? However, if you're continually feeling that way, it might be worth it to re- reevaluate what you're doing and try to take a couple changes, couple steps to see if some small changes like not texting the opposite sex, um, not hanging out with the opposite sex, opposite sex alone. Um, you know, a couple of basic changes that, you know, if you're a male and you're married, you don't you don't need any female friends. They cannot offer you anything that your wife isn't already offering you. Yeah. And then same thing for a female. If you're a girl and you're married, you don't need any other male friends besides your own husband. That's it. That's the only, it closes the door to so many issues. And if you're married, that's your biggest investment. That's the thing that affects your life the most positively or the most negatively. So if you're taking that lightly and just, oh, it's no problem or I'll do this or whatever, you're, you know, when you look back and crap hits the fan, that's your that's on you that's your fault and you have to take ownership of those faults of the decisions that you made and it's going to come out of nowhere and you can't predict that oh yeah ask anyone that's had infidelity in the relationship did they expect it to come and the answer is probably a resounding no so if you take these steps not that it eliminates it but it sets you up where you're not tempted there's no extra chances it doesn't open any doors because we are all human yeah But it closes a lot of doors that are easily opened by other people.
0: Yeah. And, you know, and something that Jared and I do is if we have to text someone specifically about something that's the opposite sex, just include your spouse.
1: Unless they're like 60 years old.
0: Yeah. And then who, exactly. But who gives a crap if someone's like, oh my gosh, why did he have to include his wife? I'm sorry. Accountability. That's just, for me, that's just common sense. Basic, just accountability. You don't ever want your spouse to feel insecure. And, like, just to hound in more on what Jared was saying is there's no reason why I should have a male friend. There's just none. Where we have inside jokes and we're taking pictures with each other, and none, none whatsoever. No reason as to why I should have a male friend. Can I tell a story? Yeah, sure. I gotta
1: butt in. So, Vashti was doing a marathon last year oh. and she <laughs> she invited me obviously
0: yeah
1: to support her and I was going to be at the end of the finish line and uh just be there for her as she crossed it she had also invited a really good friend of hers princess and she had also talked about it with Kiri so she had two friends princess and Kiri well I'm standing there at the finish line waiting on Vashti and all of a sudden princess shows up and she's like oh I'm here to support Vashti I'm like oh that's awesome you know thanks for coming she's really gonna appreciate that and then uh we're just still waiting on Vashti she was running really fast we were just there a little bit early and uh we got to talking about uh work and whatever and then just talking mainly about Vashti and how amazing she is And all of a sudden, Kiri pops in. Kiri's an amazing (laughs) friend of Vashti's for years, friend of mine too. And Kiri goes, uh, so who's this? (laughs) And that right there, because Kiri had Vashti's back and she was making sure that I wasn't uh, flirting with princess or any of that. (laughs) And uh, Kiri had Vashti's back and I was like, wow, Kiri is a phenomenal friend because no matter what, she's always got Vashti's back. So that made me happy that Vashti has great friends, especially Kiri for watching over her. And then uh, of course, Princess too for supporting. But I just thought that was really funny. Um, I explained to Kiri, no, this is just Princess. She's here to support Vashti too. We're just waiting for the line. we're like, all right, we're all three here supporting Vashti. So that's always one of the funniest memories. Now when Princess and Kiri listen to this, they're going to laugh because I don't think we've told that story. Maybe I told Kiri, I think I told Kiri at church, but uh, I don't (laughs) think princess knows. So I think they'll greatly enjoy that.
0: (laughs) But yeah. So with that, have even good friends that will have your back because I mean, they know Jared and they trust Jared. Like they always talk highly about my husband. You know, he's so honorable, very respectful, like something Jared does. And I don't think any of my female friends know this. He doesn't hug them. Except for like my sister in laws, of course, he'll Our hug family, family yeah. my mom, but any female of the opposite sex, you'll notice he immediately goes for a high five. And that's out of respect for me. And I didn't even know he was doing it until one day I asked him, um, I think it was Alexa. I was like, why don't you hug Alexa? You know, she's one of my like best friends. She's like family. And he's like, oh, I just always just give females a high five because I don't ever want you to feel. You know, like I'm disrespecting you, or I don't even want to create that zone for women to feel like they should just come up and hug me.
1: Yeah, and obviously sometimes it doesn't happen, but I strive for the high five, and I can also make the high five super high so they can't reach either. So then they never touch me. Okay,
0: <laughs> anyways, but have good friends that will have your back. Like that, when Jared had told me about that moment, I laughed my butt off because I was like, yeah, I have really good friends. Kiri has my back. If there's ever a moment she sees Jared, which is very rare, ever, because there's never opportunity for this, to talk to a female by himself, I know if Kiri happens to show up, she'll be like, who's this?
1: She's going to fight me.
0: Yeah, she'll fight you, and she'll be blunt. Like She won't even sugarcoat it. Who's this? Not, oh, hey, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. Who is this chick? (laughs) Answer my questions. But... Anyways, this podcast, I think we're like 27, 30 minutes in. Um, Any more thoughts about just what we're thinking, what we've noticed in marriage and noticed about other people?
1: The small things matter. And I... Vashti lied earlier. She said that we don't snoop through each other's phones. I snooped through her phone by going to her notes and writing her a little message that she could find later on whether it be the next day, or a week, or a month. And it really meant a lot to her. But I'm not saying that to brag too much about myself. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Just a but little. no, really, the little things matter, and it can greatly strengthen your relationship. And not that this is the reason that you do it, but usually if I do something for Vashti that's really kind and nice or sweet, she'll want to do something for me back. And yeah. that's not the reason I do it, I truly, well, a little bit. I do like the nice things sometimes. <laughs> No, but um the little things matter, so little notes or just a little coffee surprise or little tiny things. It doesn't it doesn't even have to cost you anything. Yeah. Really go a long way. But this is my biggest point. They not everyone deserves that. So you can't be giving the world to someone that you just met. If you're a guy and you're buying a girl flowers in the first six months, she doesn't, she might not deserve that. She doesn't deserve girlfriend treatment before she is. And then again, she doesn't deserve uh, wife treatment until she is. So you give your very best when it's your wife and not that you aren't a great person while you're dating, but you wait until you're married and that's when you truly give your all. I think that's really important because you're putting too much emotional energy and effort into people that you don't really know yet and you don't know whether they're a good fit, mm-hmm. and if it breaks off, yeah. which most relationships do, you won't be as hurt, it'll be easier, you can move on, and it doesn't take a toll on your life. Yeah. Hear me out on that. Like You don't want to get drugged through the mud, and if you don't put that many extra things into people that you don't really know that well yet, then you're not gonna get hurt.
0: Yeah, agreed. Well, I guess to wrap up this episode, Uh, we talked about, what was our first point?
1: Little things. You don't have to argue every single little thing that you don't like or, uh, that your spouse does. Yep, And then you don't have to argue it.
0: Yeah. And then the second point is basically protecting your spouse and you know, I'll disclaimer, I understand we haven't been married for 50 years, but a lot of what we're learning are things that people had warned us before we got married you know protecting your spouse and what you know marriage that have went through infidelity you know they warned us heavily protect your spouse and not until we got married did i realize oh my gosh yeah because there are women out there who do not give a crap if you're married they will flirt with your husband in front of your face they see the ring and suddenly it's like oh my gosh he's you know <laughs> he's taken i want him now so Protect your spouse. And, you know, Jared and I haven't had any infidelity issues, but I'm, I just want to warn y'all beforehand there will be temptation. There will be men flirting with your wife and probably your husband. There will be women flirting with your husband and probably your wife. Protect them and don't even open that gate for any form of infidelity to occur or even any form of temptation. You are your spouse's protector you know, put God first. Your spouse is immediate second. That's your job. And then...
1: And I got to add this. Listen, in terms of infidelity, the grass looks greener on the other side, but guess what? It's still grass and it's still the same thing and it ain't that different. So it ain't worth it.
0: Yep. And you know, I saw this the other day, but the grass looks greener on the other side, but that's just a filter. A lot of the times the reason why someone else might look that attractive or you know, might look so appealing on the other side is because probably they're just, you don't really know them well. You know your spouse through and through. So a lot of what's gonna be amplified are the negative things because that's what you're focusing on. If you keep hounding, and that goes back to our first point, if you keep nitpicking every single thing your spouse does, that's all you're gonna think of your spouse they're the worst, they never do this, they're blah, 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 and just all negative. But if you focus on the good things your spouse does, then you'll start be wooed by your spouse. You'll find your spouse attractive. I tell my husband all the time, I think he's the hottest person on this planet. His eyes make me melt. You know, like he just is phenomenal. Yes, we're probably still in the honeymoon phase, praying that that phase lasts a lifetime. But you should view your spouse as... You, you should just be in awe by him. Even when we're in an argument, I'm like, how can I be mad at this guy? He's still so attractive. But anyways, and then our third point. What was your third point? <laughs> He's smirking over here. He feels so good about himself. <laughs>
1: Let me just continue to enjoy this this moment.
0: Okay. What's their third point? Quit nitpicking. Um, protect your spouse. And... Do little things. Mm. The little things matter. Yes. All right, guys. That's it for this episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. And we'll probably do another What We're Learning Relationship Advice podcast in the future. Any last words?
1: Thank you for having me. Hopefully you picked just one thing that you could learn and implement in your life or your spouse's life or your relationship. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Bye. Peace.
0: That's it for today, guys. Thank you for joining me on Post Blog. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button, like button, follow button, share button, all the buttons to stay connected with the Post Blog Podcast. Same time, same place next week. I love y'all, but remember, God loves you most.